Hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 576. And you can maybe be able to tell that I'm out having a walk this morning outdoors. It's, um, it's a beautiful morning actually. We're getting up into the low 30s today. Um, I'll give you a bit of a fire update. So the fires are still, still burning, but they've had calmer conditions the last... four days around here and uh, some of the fires are out uh, but uh, some of them are still out of control just because of the um, the terrain that they're they're burning through it's not possible to get in there and burn them out so they've kind of got to uh, burn one way so that when the fire gets to to that point it will there's nothing left to burn uh, so I think that's what they're doing at the moment. They call it back burning and, and trying to, you know, meet the fire somewhere in the middle there and, and make it stop. Uh, I think the conditions are supposed to be pretty good again for a few days. So hopefully they can make some, some good progress. But they're still, from what I understand, fires burning in four states. And uh, they joined up for, across two states the other day I think they're over 100 kilometers along the fire front um, so it's going to take months probably to put them out and some of them may not actually stop burning until we get to uh, oh who knows maybe winter when uh, up in the high country and stuff because some of these uh, they burn underground the stumps and, and so forth they can be burning for months underground um, so they, it may not be for a long time until some of these these things are done. The smoke haze is back again a bit this morning. Not too bad here, but we are still having our, our classes inside because of uh, the smoke. And uh, we've got some clients that suffer from asthma. Uh, so that will cause them some difficulty. And so, yeah, they've, they've raised so much money Australia-wide for... Uh, the the fires uh, around the world and people are giving millions and millions of dollars in relief and that's very appreciated so thank you for everybody that is is contributing it all makes a difference the last couple of days I've been talking about a consistent theme and yesterday I was talking about eating the elephant and I guess today what I was thinking about was I want to talk about the compound effect uh, of on your health. Now, compounding when it comes to to money is essentially your money growing by virtue of the interest uh, effect that it has on the accumulating balance. And if uh, you've got an investment uh, that just keeps growing and growing. It's because of uh, you know the, the capital growth that happens in that money. It's also because of the, the the interest growth, the income that is coming from that asset as well, and uh, we call that the the compounding effect. So that even though you might be only putting a oh, let's keep it simple a dollar away each week, if you do that. Uh, every day of the year and then you're also accumulating interest on that then 
obviously over time it, it adds up to way more than $365 a year and well not in your first year it won't not way more but you know, you're, you're continuing to, to grow interest and then over time the bigger that balance gets so year two you've got double that and then you've got the extra interest on on that but you've got not just got the interest on you know that one dollar you've got the interest on the accumulating so day two it's two dollars day three you accumulate interest on three dollars day four you accumulate interest on four dollars five dollars etc etc so this is how if you're smart financially and you start doing this from a, 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 a very young age then it always means that you're going to be accumulating more than you're spending and you're getting your money to work for you and uh, that's what we call the compounding effect it's a, it's a really simple rule of investment uh, but very very powerful and yet most people don't do it so I want you to think about the compounding effect of your health now what I mean by that is it's as I said yesterday about eating the elephant you do it you know one part at a time the compounding effect is a similar concept with the the little changes that you make today and then you do that change again tomorrow then you do that change again the next day and you'll find that these things accumulate uh, into uh, making you not only feel a lot better looking a lot better uh, but it will have a dramatic impact on your your mindset as well because we love to succeed we love to win we love a challenge we love to uh, set ourselves a task of doing something and then when we do it that in itself feels good but when we do it and we get a great result then that creates more momentum for us so it's compounding the positivity in what it is that we're doing now you could say that whenever uh, perhaps you fall down maybe that's a withdrawal uh, like if you're thinking money terms so maybe that's a withdrawal when you've fallen down and you've maybe had um, a few weeks over the Christmas period where you've really not supported yourself in a way that you really should have uh, but uh, it's it's kind of detracted from from where it is that you're getting to but what you need to do is start getting back on to that savings plan again getting back into that that compounding effect of just doing those things that work really well and just doing them day after day after day now today is I don't even know the day, today's date. Let me tell you what today's date is. I can't even tell you. I think it's the 11th, is it? It's the 13th, gee. So it's the 13th of, of January. And look, for some people, they might be heading back to work today. Some people might be heading away from work today. Being the 13th of January, I like I just had a conversation with a client before, and uh, she hasn't been um, particularly focused over the holiday period, and she's only getting back into it today. Now we're two weeks in, so I, I mean you've got no excuses. Now we're two weeks into the new year, but like I said to you at the start of the 12-day program, 
uh, that we did the 2020 Mindset Ready program, which started on Christmas Eve, I said, you watch, we'll get through the end of January, it'll fly by like it does every single year, and you can easily get back to that stage where the kids are going back to school and you've done nothing. And you'll come up with all the excuses under the sun as to why uh, you've made the decisions that you've had. And it's just, oh, it's too hard, it's too hard, it's, it's this, it's that. Oh, we had this, we had the fires, we had, um, you know, we had holidays, we went away, we had Christmas. Um, I mean, there's always an excuse that you can make. The point is now, I mean, we're at the middle of January right now. So if you're not back on where you should be or if you're not starting because you haven't done anything before or you haven't restarted or you're not continuing through then I'd say you really got to have a look at yourself and say come on lift your game there is no time like doing it right now stop making up excuses as to why you're not doing it and uh, just take the time uh, to do it so my you're at the start of a new year if you're like me you've used the time of the year to ramp up your health and fitness and to set some very specific goals for yourself and very clear for the next 90 days or longer but uh, don't just sit there immobilized and say oh I'll do it in a few weeks time I'll do it next week uh, do it now because it is the simple little things that we're, we're accumulating each day the compounding effect of each positive change that you make will have an enormous impact in the future and the reason I say that is because I'm talking from personal experience but I, I also see it with clients this is how you you get that lifestyle change how you embed these principles into your everyday life and it then just becomes a habit it just becomes another thing that you do it's not a whole uh, you know great big effort every time you want to you know do your workout or eat a healthy meal or, or whatever you don't have to consciously think of doing it because it's just part of who you are what you do your everyday life it's how you live uh, but unless you take these you know these everyday steps then you will you'll stop and start and this is what's what's great about the compounding effect of it each time you do it it becomes easier isn't that true for for most things we do in life when uh, you're learning to drive a car for instance the very first time you do it you're terrified you like i learned in a manual car so you're stalling the car a lot you can't drive it smoothly you, you know your gear changes is hor horrible um, all that kind of thing uh, but now you get in there and it's like bang it's easy you just don't even think about it you just do it because you've done it so many times before and this is exactly the same so when it comes to your food for instance you know that I talk about six meals a day I've been doing six meals or more a day for over 31 years do you think it's a habit now <laughs> when I talk about doing things for 90 days 
and it becoming a, a habit and something that you'll embed into your lifestyle. After 31 years, trust me, it's a habit. What I do though is I refine it. I'm always looking for ways to, well, opportunities to uh, improve it even further. Uh, the the main thing for me is probably just the adherence on a weekly basis and and making sure that I do uh, stick to my say three cheat meals if you like a week so that I can uh, consistently maintain what it is that I'm doing to get the outcomes that I want uh, but each day that I do it it gets a little bit easier each time that there's a challenge that I might have so I'll give you a good one last night so this just goes to show you how I'm, I'm just as human as everybody else. I'd had a, a, big, uh, big, a big week last week. And uh, the kids are in New Zealand at the moment with their mum having a holiday. Uh, I spoke to them last night, having a fun time. And uh, I was, because I'd had the kids for you know, a couple of weeks, uh, pretty much in a row, then I... I was going to use the time that they're away. I was there away for a bit longer, another week. Oh, I'm sorry, until the rest of this week. And I thought, I'm going to just work my tail off because um, when they come back, they're going to be with me again now, um, for a period of time. So when they're on school holidays, it means I just can't get as much done. And so uh, what I've... I uh, said I'll do is just work my tail off to get as much done as I can because I've got so much that needs to be done. And so it, it's been pretty full on. Like I've been working 14, 15, 16 hour days uh, to get things done. And it's been, it's been really great. But it came to Saturday night, was it? Was it Saturday night? It's either Friday night or Saturday night. I can't remember now. Today's Monday. And I thought, do you know what? I haven't had pasta for a while. So I really felt like pasta. And uh, I thought, so what I would normally do is I'd have a, a lot of it. Uh, but I didn't in this case. I just had a normal kind of serve, but under what I would probably normally do. And um, I had my protein in there. I had some, um, some plant-based food as well afterwards. I had some vegetables, I think. Oh, I had some fruit, some mixed fruit or something afterwards, a little bit later. Anyway, so I had that, and uh, I really enjoyed it. didn't overeat, and it was good. But then when it came to last night, so like I say, I, I think I must have had that Friday night. And so then when it got to last night, I, I must have been a little bit off with my eating at some point uh, through the day because I was at my desk for a, a, like a lot of hours. I think I was a little bit delayed in uh, one of my afternoon snacks. But, so when it got to dinner time, I was really, really hungry. And I thought, hmm, do you know what? I really feel like uh, pasta again. Actually, I'll, I'll stop there. I, I wouldn't say I was really hungry. It was a case of it was about 6.30 at night. Um, I've normally had dinner by then, but because my afternoon snack was pushed out a little bit, uh, I wasn't um, I wasn't completely hungry. I knew I needed to eat, and I was a little bit hungry, but I also felt a little bit a little bit bloated. And I think that was because I'd I'd eaten 
um, you know, probably only two hours before. I thought, no, I don't want to wait too late. And I, I was kind of ready, so, and I thought, hmm, I feel like pasta again. And in my mind, I had this little battle. I said, you know what, I bought some uh, tortellini, um, I'll make that. And I'm feeling a little bit hungry now that I think about it. So I'm going to have a bigger serve than I normally would. That was kind of what that little devil version of me sitting on my shoulder was saying. But then I thought, do you know what? I know that after I do that, I'm not going to be feeling uh, particularly good. So let me not do that. And in fact, I decided not to have pasta at all. And I had a, a stir fry out of the freezer with a little bit of rice. And it was, uh, it was really delicious. So, um, you know, the, these things can play play on me as well I, I just decided that hang on no you got to make a better decision here because uh, you're going to feel worse afterwards so this is about kind of putting the I don't know the horse before the cart maybe or the cart before the horse <laughs> I don't know and saying well actually if you do that this is how you're going to feel so don't do it and um, and that worked really well for me uh, last night because I know I would have been feeling uh, you know, extra bloated uh, after after that meal. So uh, the I guess the compounding effect there for me is making sure that I am being consistent with my meal so that I can feel the benefit. Otherwise, what I would have so I would have summarised my week last week as being really good, uh, but that past meal was probably would have been the fourth meal that I had so I was outside what I would normally do my fourth cheat meal and uh, it would have made me feel uh, bloated and horrible and I would have said you know what you're you're letting yourself down this isn't working towards those goals that you want so um, if we had gone back I don't go back a couple of years I would have said don't worry about it you're in good shape you're in good health you've been working hard you know you're a little bit tired treat yourself it's okay now how many times in in your head do you say that to yourself oh it's okay just treat yourself because of whatever the reason is that you come up with Um, i know that i can be tempted to do that uh, from time to time but this is where it's the compounding effect of the good work that you do where you can see, actually, when I do this little thing here, I do that little thing there, I feel so good and I'm getting the results because, so how I guide my success is how how I'm feeling is one, but then it's the muscularity that I see through my body, so particularly uh, my abdominal section, that's where it, uh, that's kind of my barometer of success in how I'm going with my food. It's not my training so much, it's more the, the food for me. Uh, making sure that I, I can maintain that and keep working towards achieving a deeper, stronger uh, six-pack. Um, that's, that's where I have to make sure that I give my nutrition complete attention to detail. Otherwise, I'll just be uh, not where I want to be. I'll just be flat, looking a little bit. Um, well, I won't look overweight but I'll just be smooth uh, through my midsection.
So when I look at all those things, I think, well, that's what drives me. That's what drives me to keep making better decisions. So that compounding effect of making those small choices each day turn into me feeling better, me looking better, me being better in terms of my actual health is better. And I'm just like mentally, the mental clarity that I have is fantastic. So that's better as well. And then one of the things where I think we, this is where we fail as humans. And that is in the area of like really maxing, pushing ourselves to our ultimate capabilities. And I know that I have, I've struggled in, in this area for, for many a year, just trying, like thinking about all the great things that I want to be doing, but never actually doing it and taking steps to do some of the things, but not implementing it successfully or consistently enough to say, do you know what, this is actually delivering the results now. Because you can talk forever and ever, but like I've said in another podcast, and this is what my coach JT says, stop talking about it and get it done. And uh, I have been a procrastinator in the past. I can still procrastinate from time to time, but I feel I'm getting better at it. So that I can just go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. Again, compounding effect. And the the more I do that, the more you make those little decisions, it makes everything else get better. So the example there is go back to my past tonight last night and you might think oh this sounds like a silly example it's only small but it's, this is where I want you to get it and really understand this so for me even me for somebody that's as focused as I am I still have challenges just like everybody else does but the point is that I, I know the journey that I'm on I know why I want to achieve the outcome that I want to achieve and I know that if I, say, had that path last night, then I know how I would have felt. I know the regret I would have been feeling, uh, say, the, the, this morning or last night. And I know when I you know, pinch my belly fat and I say, hmm, I'm still not where I want to be. What can I do to improve that? And then I can go back to last night and say, well, hang on. If you hadn't made a better decision here then you would be one step closer. So you've kind of taken a, a step backwards there. And when uh, I, I'm faced with that challenge, so last night, and it would have been very easy for me to go that choice and said, do you know what, it's there, I could make it in four minutes, bang, and be done and be eating it, I'd enjoy it and then regret it later. <laughs> and so I said to myself, okay, this is the time where... You can push yourself. You can challenge yourself. Right now you're at a crossroad and you've got the option to make the better choice which you know is going to get you close to your goal or you can make this choice which is going to be a slightly poorer choice and it's not going to kill me but it's a poorer choice that's not supporting where it is that you want to get to. It's not supporting your goals. So which one do you want to take, boy? Which one? It's all up to you. You can do either which one are you going to take now if I had gone the easy option I would have said hmm justified it 
and then the next day at some point said do you know what this is why you continue not to be where you want to be it's because you get presented with an option there's a harder option there's an easier option and you're always taking the easier option that's the message I would have said to myself so what I do now is I look for these opportunities to challenge myself and then when you step into that moment you say right do you know what yes that's the easier option but I'm going to do this because I know that this is going to get me closer to where I want to be because this is what I want and this is why and this is important to me and I'm not going backwards I'm only going forwards so does that make sense to you and it sounds like a silly little example but you have to keep in mind this compounding effect that I'm talking about it's the compounding effect of making great decisions that really support what it is that you want because I am so focused each little decision I make helps support that next decision that I need to make that's the difference if I just continue to take the easy option and make those decisions then guess what I'm never going to get to where I want to I can't like those decisions they're working in competition to where it is that I want to get to so I can never achieve that so what I have to do is say okay yeah that's the hard decision this is what's important to me I must do it and then when it comes to that next decision I look at the last decision and say well actually this one's actually easier for me now because I've done it before I just did that yesterday for instance morning And each one that you do has that compounding effect on your confidence, on your resilience in making you a stronger, more focused, more health-driven individual. Now, I'm sure you can relate to this and there are decisions that you would have made in the last 24 hours that you either think, yeah, I can see that I did the right thing or actually I could have made a better choice here. Now, this isn't about, you know, shaming people into what they're doing and what they're not doing. What this is about is getting you to take accountability and responsibility for what it is that you want to um, really set these these big challenging goals for yourself and then uh, making the right decisions that support them. We've got an Olympics coming up this year. And you know one of my good friends, Kerry Pothouse, a gold medalist, and I, I love you know, getting an insight into her mindset and and how she works. And once you get to know her, I mean, it's no surprise that she won a gold medal because of her mindset. It's not just in the sporting arena. She's not sporting anymore. I mean, she she works out, but her body's a bit wrecked from, um, uh, you know, the volleyball and everything that she's done over the years. Uh, but... Her mindset carries over to all areas of her life. She's just such a driven, focused individual. And if you think about what it takes to to become the best in the world or what you do, uh, then you can't make decisions that are going to, uh, you know, fight against that, take you in a different direction, and you still expect to win a gold medal. It's it, just won't happen you won't just oh yeah I did this but I still want a gold medal uh, it won't happen like that so 
you've got to be setting these big challenges for yourself. What I'm talking to you about here is achieving that higher level of performance than you ever thought you could achieve. Those higher goals than you ever thought you could achieve for yourself. Whether it's a look, whether it's a, a sporting ability, a level of fitness, a level of strength, uh, whatever it is for you, I'm saying just stretch yourself to somewhere where you've never been before and then let's put in place those behaviours that support uh, the outcome that you want. So this is really powerful. The, the, let me use another example here in compounding effect uh, on your health. Uh, your exercise. Let's take your exercise. So for right now, I'm out uh, walking. Now we'll talk about cardio first and I'll talk about strength. So I'm out walking and if we went back even 10 years, I wouldn't walk that much. Like I wouldn't specifically go out and say, okay, I'm going for a walk. Um, I do it now because I love it. Uh, It supports um, my overall health. It supports my mental health. It also helps um, support my back because I, I can sit for big periods of day, the time during the day. Now, what I used to do was hate cardio. I, I've mentioned this before. I used to hate it. I only do strength training. Uh, I wouldn't train my abdominal section very rarely, and I wouldn't do cardio training. And then I'd go through phases where I would do the cardio more intensely and uh, because I wanted to drop my, my body fat levels and I would just push myself, uh, but I wouldn't enjoy it. So it was never, never sustainable for me. So I didn't have that compounding effect of an effective cardio system. Uh, so then about probably 10 years ago now, I discovered what the secret formula was uh, for doing the cardio and that was you know, 20 to 30 minutes a day max for the rest of your life and just change the intensity level of that period of time that you're doing it. And then I, in that process, I discovered, I, actually I tried a few different things. So I used to love um, bike riding and I'd go out bike riding and uh, uh, that was a bit of fun. But what would annoy me about that was each time I'd go out, I was almost knocked off my bike by a car, either on purpose or accidentally. Uh, the the amount of time it took to get the bike ready, get yourself ready, get all your, the stuff that you need to take with you, etc., etc. Sometimes I get punctures, and um, it would take out big chunks of of time of my day, you know, like hours, and it was it wasn't supporting the other part of what I wanted to do, so I wasn't enjoying it. And so I thought, nah, uh, I sold the bike and. It was a really good bike and I wanted somebody else to be able to use it rather than it just sit there and something for me to look at. And uh, so I then, I then um, just started walking and I, I can't remember what I even started now. I've been doing it so long, uh, but I just started doing it. And then I found that actually, do you know what? I'm really enjoying uh, the walking. Like I, I enjoy the other benefits, not just the health and you know, making sure that I'm moving enough through the day, but it was also helping loosen up my back, and I loved the the mental clarity that it gave me. And now, I record the podcast, and uh, sometimes when I'm out walking, and um, you know, I can focus on other things. It helps give me a break in the middle of the day, and you know, all that kind of stuff. And because I started doing it every day, I found that, oh, gee, actually, do you know what? 
probably enjoyed that yesterday. I'm going to do it again today. And I'll do it again and do it again and do it again. And now I just do it every day because it's uh, for all those benefits that, that I said that it gives me. So what have I done? It's the compounding effect of that. So now what I've done is I've taken something that I used to hate, even though I knew it was important for me to do, but I used to hate it. And now uh, I love it. I love it. It's such a, an important part, an important part of what I do. And it helps make me more, uh, more round in my fitness and just better, a better operator. So um, that only came about by me, well, discovering what were the right things were for me, but then experimenting and say, okay, I'm going to try these different things. I tried the cross trainer. I tried the roller, I tried um, yeah, riding a like bike, a stationary bike. I tried um, you know, out on the road. I just didn't enjoy them to the extent where I could consistently do it. Uh, so then I just discovered what it is that I, I did love doing and uh, now I just do that. And so uh, this is a part of the reason also why I'm in part of the best shape of my life because of the fact that I'm doing these, doing these things now. So again, the compounding effect of that. Let's talk about the compounding effect of your strength training. Well, I can tell you that when I first started training, if I wasn't doing my three sessions a week of strength training, which was all I really needed back then because of uh, you know, the stimulus that I was putting on my body, uh, but if I hadn't have done that back then, then I wouldn't have been able to develop the muscle that I needed to because we need to be constantly you know, re-stimulating the muscles to, to get the growth that we need. And so uh, I would do it on Monday, I'd do it on a Wednesday, I'd do it on a Friday. And uh, I was doing no cardio at that time, not even walking. And that gave me some really great, great results. And so now what I do is I, I tend to do five strength training sessions a week. Uh, one for mental clarity, but also I'm looking to get, get an extra edge on my body this year and I'm really loving the, the benefits that I'm gaining and the results that I'm getting from my training so far already um, you know, this year and heading into this year. Uh, so that, that's an important part for me. But how do you build a muscle? You've got to do that workout every day. And it's not that one workout that changes your body, but it's that compound effect of that workout plus the last workout plus the last workout and plus your next one and your next one and your next one that done sensibly will all give you that impact of the results that you want that change that you want to give you the result that you want another example is your food making sure that you are consistently getting in those meals day after day after day and again it's not the result of one day but it's that compound effect of what it is that you're doing over the course of days, weeks, months. Uh, and that's what makes it really exciting because we do like to do the same things in terms of our routine. And when you get into a routine and you're doing these, these habitual practices daily, then you get that compound effect. So effectively, when it comes to finances, we talk about investing from a very young age. My kids are already investing, uh, investing from a very young age so that when you get to retirement age, 
financially, like in Australia, you've got your superannuation, any other investments that you may, you may have, and that allows you to set yourself up well financially for your retirement so that you don't have to necessarily work as hard as you have in the earlier years and money is not, not an issue for you. That's the, that's the key thing uh, with finances and your health is just the same. We do all this stuff so that we can live the, the level of life with the, the energy, the vitality and the lack of uh, limitations that are put on you either physically, uh, mentally, so that you can do whatever it is that you want whenever you want with whoever you want. That's what's really important. So I hope that makes sense to you. I hope that's resonated with you because it's, it's such a fundamental thing. I know this is a continuation from yesterday about how do you eat the elephant, but I thought this was really important and perhaps a different way of looking at things in terms of that compounding impact of your health and those everyday things that you do. Honestly, the biggest thing I find, even for me, been training as long as I have, you don't have to get to where I am. You don't have to get to that level. It may in fact be that you want to uh, get beyond where I am in terms of um, our body success, all health, all of that. You may want to get beyond, beyond that. Uh, the, the point is that um, for me, the biggest difficulty is the mindset okay that's the biggest challenge that you will ever have mainly because our mindset will just play games with it it will tell us that okay one day you want to do this but then that's too hard so I don't want to do that anymore so I want to do this instead and that's not going to support you uh, so we're constantly having this tussle with ourselves as to what's the right thing to be doing in the moment and all these tools that I give you, all these things to think about are all about getting you to a higher level of performance where you can get the outcomes that you want consistently. But most people don't take the action that's necessary to get the result that they want. Or they set a result, like the goal, the challenge, way, way back so that it's easier to obtain and they don't have to really stretch themselves to get to a, you know, that higher level of performance. It's kind of a bit like, this is going to sound stupid, but this is what we do. And say, so, do you know what? I want the gold medal at the Olympics. I'll be happy with 10th. You know, they're, they're so different. At least I went to the Olympics. That's how people will justify it uh, to themselves. It's like, well, hang on. No, you said this is what your ultimate goal is. So that is what we target. That is where we get your mindset. That is where we get your, your nutrition. We get your, your training, all the aspects of it, your you know, after uh, therapy, rehabilitation, all that kind of stuff. So it all supports that one, that one goal. So the, the mindset, well, here, here's an insight actually in terms of the Olympics. So the, uh, the biggest work that um, a lot of the coaches do with their athletes is working on their mindset. And I had the privilege of uh, going to uh, watch a, 
It's actually in the, Mal the Malaysian track cycling team. Sorry about the noise. The Malaysian track cycling team a number of years ago are at the, um, the state cycling velodrome. And uh, we had access to the Australian, Australian coach and he was talking about some of the current Australian uh, you know, world champions, gold medalists, uh, and working with them. And I, um, I was talking to a sports psychologist and I said, where do you find most of the work needs to be done? He said, it's around their mindset. Uh, he said, the biggest challenge is where you've got, say, rider A coming out to ride against rider B. It's a one-on-one -on -one, uh, cycling, like a sprint. And rider A is the favorite. And rider A has beaten rider B seven times before. Rider B has never won. How do you get rider B to win? Because they're already defeated in their mind before they get onto the track. He said, that's the biggest challenge, creating that self-belief within them to say, look, you've done all the training, you've done all the nutrition, you've done all this stuff. It's now down to you and your mindset to say, this is a match I'm going to win because these are the reasons why. And putting yourself in a state of uh, winning mentality. Because, I mean, you can see it. We're about to... We've got a lot of tennis on the TV at the moment here in Australia. Oh, that's being attacked by a bird, I think. Maybe you won't keep sweeping me. They're aggressive, these birds. It is. He's coming for me. Cheeky little devil. It's an Indian miner. Nasty pieces of work they are. I think I'm in a safe zone now. Um, yeah, that distracted me. Uh, what was I talking about? The, um, the mindset of the athlete. Um, it's, uh, it's a tricky thing, the mindset. Um, we're talking about athletes there. Oh, that's right, I was talking about the tennis. So at the, at the tennis at the moment, so we've got the Australian Open that's coming up shortly. I think that starts maybe the end of this week, maybe this weekend. And you can see it on the court. You can see those champions and the reason they're champions. And they might be down, like in a grand slam, they play five sets. They might be down two love and they come back and win it. I was like, wow, how did you do that? Uh, it's because of their resilience. Now, fitness and skill and all that comes into it as well. But... The biggest part is the mindset. Uh, so you can see how that happens. We've got uh, an Australian player, whether you like him or love him, uh, Nick Kyrgios, he's got a really bad temper. Uh, never like to see that in a player. Um, and uh, he's got a lot of talent. And he was doing throw so well through the ATP tournament and then he just lost it. And yesterday lost... Uh, he lost in what the commentators were saying were unaccustomed to his form and so forth. And you can see he's one of those players that uh, really his mindset just takes over. Another one that I know this does too is um, the female tennis player. Um, I can't think of her name right now. Maybe come to me in a second. And she, she won the US Open. Um, she wins the odd tournament here and there, but then there'll be some 
sometimes where she's out the first round or she's out the second round or third round and uh, you know, doesn't even make it to, to finals and stuff. But then you've got your, your great players like Serena Williams as a female or Roger Federer or Nadal or uh, Djokovic. And you know, how long have they been around? Um, Nadal and Federer have been around for, I don't know, like 15 years or something and they are still at the top of their game. And yeah, they're skilled, but they work hard at that. Uh, but their minds are incredible. So, you know, this is the world-class athletes, so, and they have problems with their minds, so you're going to have problems with it too. The, the, the important takeaway from today is about compound effect of those decisions that you're making each day to then make the decision you make tomorrow easier because you've made those decisions in the past and you've created that momentum for yourself and you know that those decisions are supporting where it is that you want to get to. Now, if you take a step back from all of that, that's only going to be effective for you if you have got those big goals clearly articulated in your mind. Otherwise, you're just going to say, well, I'll just make this decision today because I've got no tomorrow to really worry about. You know, I just need to eat to, to fuel myself. It doesn't really matter what it is that I eat. I just need to fuel myself. Um, this is the problem with um, the overweight and obese person uh, not making those decisions uh, uh, on the basis of I've got this bigger goal for myself. Look at people that commit suicide. Why do they commit suicide? Because they've got no goals for themselves. They haven't thought beyond just ending the pain. If, if you had some bigger goals to be aiming for, then that's when you start to make those different decisions. And that's the only reason that compounding effect of your health is really going to make a difference. Think about it like this, and my closing point. The compounding effect of money that I said at the start. If you can grasp the concept, oh, it's a very simple com uh, concept, you invest in the right things, it builds, you get interest, you get capital growth, all that kind of stuff. So the more you put in, the more it's going to keep growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. It's, it's working for you. Now, you're only going to do that if you've got a clear goal, like a clear financial goal, like saving up for the house or whatever. I mean, both my girls are talking about, uh, you know, saving up for their house. Um, I certainly wasn't in that mindset when I was their age, but I also didn't have financially astute parents, so they would, didn't have the conversations with me to achieve those things. Um, so, does that make sense? It only comes from the decision that you have to set a goal for yourself that's going to stretch you. And I think financial ones are probably the easiest uh, to be thinking of uh, because everybody loves money. Everybody needs money. So, compounding effect super important you can do it look at all the different things that support you uh, support your health the decisions you're making and have a look at that goal that you've set and actually tomorrow what we might do so i haven't done it yet for this this year we might talk about goals and how to go about setting the right goals for yourself but you can start today by making those little decisions that supports you in moving in you in the right direction. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.